Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Sean, I spoke to you a few times this season, um, and you've always been pretty sure that come the second half of the season, things will begin to turn for you guys. And you said you've got the experience of getting out of it. You've been there before. It looks as though now with this run that you're on, you're 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 doing it, doing exactly that. How much does that please you? Well, yeah, I didn't think we were far off during the season in general. We're, we're not the real deal. We know that. We're constantly a work in progress, like most teams are. Um, but I always believe in what we do. I always believe in what the players are trying to do. You know, forever proud of the players here working so hard to try and get results, try and win games. So that's kind of beyond results. But, uh, you know, that's my feeling towards them. And I think they're beginning to get the rewards for the hard work and the mentality of a season's work. Um, rather than just spells you know it's difficult we had a difficult start still loads of work to be done mind you but we're, we're, we're given a, a better show of what we're about and I think we're, we've kind of stripped it back got the basics in the team right and the players deserve a lot of credit for that but now it's of course it's a continuation of it you know we've, we've had a nice little spell of uh, results nice little spell of performances but it, it doesn't wait for you you know you've got to keep going and getting it and I think that's been the message all season I think we're beginning to show that we're willing to go and do that one defeat in the last seven, Sean, and given the, the schedule you've had, it's pretty much just been game after game, weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek for, for the best part of the last month. Added to the fact you obviously lost um, Chris Wood as well in January. Just how impressive has that been? How much have the players impressed you with what they've done? Well, the work ethic's been strong here for a, a long time. Um, we know the stats. We know the facts of our second uh, halves of seasons. We know uh, how strong we are physically. We know the, the the mileage we're putting onto the clock for these games and these performances. Um, so we know we're capable of doing that. Um, the game schedule is what it is. Um, there's no excuses for that. It, it's, it's a reality. No one wanted the COVID situation, quite obviously, and the knock-on effect to that. Um, we were a bit unlucky with one game, which, you know, very unusual nowadays due to adverse weather with the snow. Um, so we've got to catch them games up. That's just a simple fact of it. And the players here, their mindset is, is quite clear. Um, it, the, the games are getting put in. We're going to take them on, you know, with the best of everything that we've got. We spoke to James, James Tarkovsky earlier, who said that, um, that you guys had a meeting where you kind of like put your heads together and got some things off your chest. And the decision was to try and just go back to basics, what you guys are good at. And he said, since then, the Leeds game, everything seems to have changed since then. He feels that that's been a turning point. Would you agree with that? Well, you can never define these meetings. You know, it wasn't like anything other than just a, a, a throw around of ideas, you know, and thoughts. And <clears throat> I trust our, our players, their feedback. Um, I think there was a, a mixed feeling of, of our views, their views, and I think we just realigned the what's necessary uh, beyond everyone else's views because there's a certain amount of work that's required. There's a certain amount of belief in what we do and reminders of what we do. So we literally agreed an agreed situation between myself, the staff and the players, right, we need to strip it back, get back to what we're good at, get back to the rawness and the edge that we play with. And I think the players deserve an enormous amount of credit for that because... You know, their meetings can be, we've all done it and everyone, you know, some meetings mean something, some meetings don't. The, the proof's in the the proof's in the actions afterwards and the players have quite obviously uh, taken action and responsibility and ownership of what's been shared because I thought that the, the, not the turning point, I don't think you could define it as one game, but the whole structure, mentality and work ethic of the side against Arsenal away um, was excellent. Um, we've continued in that vein started doing the basics even better than we were because I've, I've said all season we weren't a mile off we, we definitely weren't but the, when you when your team's like us the, the, the margins are really tight you know that extra 1% I know it's a famous saying now um, Dave Brailsford so Dave you know kind of really was the one who got that saying out there or people said it for him I think but 
then one percent's they count, you know, and sometimes it's as little as that, but that can be the deciding factor. If you add that up across a team, all them tiny margins, they start making the team more powerful and the players deserve an enormous amount of credit for that so far because it is only so far. There's a lot of work to be done. Last one from me, John, just <clears> off, <throat> off top a little bit. Um, Leeds have obviously decided to part company with, with Marcelo after a, a few really good years in, in charge. How do, how do you see that as a, as a rival manager looking on? Reality of the industry, um, legend at Leeds, legendary figure, um, earned the right to be that with his different way of doing things. Um, in my personal opinion, I always found him to be incredibly straight talking, uh, straight minded about the situation. Um, so I certainly don't think he'll be hurt by it. I think he's, he's been in the game long enough to know the realities of it. And that is if you don't get enough results or what's deemed enough results, then you find yourself in trouble at some point. Um, but it's certainly no slant on his work there. I think he's done a lot of... I mean, he was, you've got to remember the same guy getting lauded um, all last season and virtually this season. Not by himself, it must be said, by people on the outside of the camp. I think he's just been doing what he does. Um, he believes in it. He sticks by it. And they've had a lot of trouble this season with, I mean, all of us have, I'm not going to cry it in for others. We've had our fair share of trouble with injuries and COVID and they have as well. And it's very difficult. You know, when that kicks in, unless you're the real superpower clubs who have got, you know, 20 plus international players, it's difficult. You know, if you lose the players who have been very effective for you, it is difficult. Um, but it's still the reality of the job. We all know it. Every manager knows it and he certainly will know it. If you don't get enough results, or as I said, deemed enough results to be in where people think you should be, then eventually you pay the price. But uh, but I think most people would say he's been a, a positive effect on what's happened in football, the thought on football, some of the differences, ways of doing things differently. He certainly got that, his own way of doing things. Um, so and another manager goes, I don't want to see it. Uh, no one does in management, but uh, all of our days come eventually. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thanks, <clears throat> Keith. Becky. Hi, Sean. Hiya. Um, can I just check in on team news? How's, how's the squad looking as everyone comes through from the weekend? I'm waiting on Eric Peters. Um, he, he got a slight tweak on his knee, so we're waiting on the scan on that. Um, he doesn't train today, so it's unlikely. Uh, Dale Stevens missed out the weekend. He's got a slight uh, strain, um, so he, he'll probably miss out. Uh, good, good news is Charlie Taylor's you know, fitting well um, and got sort of half an hour in the game the other day. Um, West is back after COVID and clear. He'd only had one day's training, so he's available. Uh, Maxwell's fitter again because he'd been carrying a bit of a knock on his ankle. He'd only had one day's training before the Palace games. So he's trained today. Um, so generally, again, but Matej Vidra's back on the grass. I mean, he's not the ready yet, but he's getting there. Uh, the only one long, longer term one at the minute is Johan Goodmanson, and he's going to be some weeks. It's not going to be days. It's going to be some weeks. He's been very unfortunate, Johan, incredibly unfortunate, in fact. Thanks for that. Uh, Leicester, up next, where, where do you make it, where they're at? Well, I think they've done a lot of good work over the last few seasons and Brendan Rodgers done a lot of good work there. It's hard to maintain their milestones every single season. Um, I think like a lot of teams, like ourselves, maybe they've not been a million miles away from where they want to be. They've got a few injuries and, and things like that can affect you. Um, you know, they've got their own challenges and, and they've set the bar very high. You know, the last couple of seasons, they've set the bar very, very high. They won the league, which is an amazing story couple of tough seasons then and since Brendan's been there they've, 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 they've been a good side I mean they've been a very effective side very good side um, and then this season they're probably on their first lot of challenges you know like I say injuries Covid all these different challenges um, but they're still a decent side they've got a very good manager um, and I think they're a very good outfit so we have to make sure that we're continuing the, the strong run of form we're in um, and be up for the challenge well, yeah, a win could pull you up out of the relegation zone. First time since, I think, October. Is this the opportunity that you've been waiting for? 
Well, you don't wait. Trust me, we haven't been waiting for anything. We've been trying to make it right. We've been trying to win games. Um, you know, we, we, we've earned in the right. We have to continue doing that. I spoke about it all season. No one gives you anything, especially not in the Premier League. Um, that's our mindset. We have to keep going. We have to keep taking on each game as it comes, as we do, and be really clear-minded that the last one doesn't owe you the next one. So we know we've got to play well against sides like Leicester. Um, but you know that from your life in the Premier League. We've been in a long enough period to know that you can't take anyone lightly in the Premier League. It's just, it's just not possible. Everyone on their day is a very good side, so you have to make sure your consistency is right. And over the last seven games, our consistency of, of performance has been really, really good. We've got to maintain and keep going and keep building on top of that as well. Sean, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Hello. Beardy. Um, February, six it games. Is. Well, it is till the end of today, yeah. Um, six games you've played, taken nine points from a possible 18. So you've got a 50%, you know, conversion rate, taking 50% of the points available. How pleasing a return is that? And how good will that, how good a stead will that stand you in if you can continue it for the rest of the season? Well, that's the challenge. Um, you know, the, the, like I said, we, we weren't far away, but it's fair to say the last seven games, it's really the consistency of performance I've been really pleased with. Um, apart from a quiet first half against Man United when they were strong, um, we've been very consistent throughout the games, um, defending very well as a, as a team, uh, but also finding our, our feet more in attack and the way we're opening teams and trying to open teams um, and finding a better mixture to our play. And I've been really pleased with that. Um, that's the ongoing challenge, as you said. You know, it's, it's about now taking that form on, keeping the mindset right, which has more or less been right all season. We stepped away from it just before we played Arsenal against Leeds. We came away from our, our kind of strong mentality, strong jaw, if you like. Um, but we've corrected things, and the players deserve credit for so far um, for what they're doing. But they know there's a lot of work to be done. With the games you've got left, 14, I think, in what, two and a half months, two and three quarter months, is that more like a championship schedule than a traditional Premier League schedule? And will that experience stand you in good stead? Will it help you having been there? Well, it's a long time since we're there and we don't want to be back there with all due respect now. You know, we've got a lot of work to be done and the work's right in front of us. You know, I've never shied away. It is what it is. The, the fixtures have to be put in somewhere. No one wanted games called off. No one wants the COVID situation full stop. So I'm certainly not going to start crying in about all that. The facts are the games are there to be played. We have to be really mentally tough and physically right to, in order to do that. But we're showing strong signs of what we usually do. And that's in the second half of the season. Physically, we're very strong um, and mentally we've been very strong. So that's important to us now. You're not having to unroll the piece of paper out of your sock with the injury list on it at the moment, and I hope you don't have to again. Is it, is it timely to be getting people back with the games you've got coming and, and the workload that's going to be on the players? Well, it's certainly very helpful. Um, as you said, there's been some of these press conferences during this season I've, I've struggled to remember, and you've had to remind me who's missing because it's been that long, whether it's COVID, whether it's injuries, mixture of the two, of course. You know, pleasing at the moment. Um, we've still got Matej getting back, but he's on the grass. With uh, Johan's going to be longer. Uh, we know that. And a couple of niggly ones. We're waiting on news on Eric Peters and, and Dale Stevens got a, a niggly thigh. So, but nothing, we hope at this stage, nothing too drastic. Um, and it is important that these players are fit and it is important we're getting the strength of the squad due to, as you rightly said, the, the, the games programme as well. Does it have a knock-on effect on the players that aren't playing? We've talked about the guys who've been in the team and been performing well. But when you're getting results and when you're getting that reward, is it easier for players to come into the team? Um, well, I think when the performances are high, it allows them to come into the, the team a bit a bit um, more confident because the team's already going well, let's say. The mentality should be if you're coming in the team, should be right anyway. But I think it does add to it when the team's going well and they're performing well. 
The strength of our group is also the players who are not playing every week. You know, the, the, the magnificent professionalism we have here with our group, I mean, that is never underestimated by us as a staff. You know, the players who are not in the side regularly, who are keeping themselves right, they're ready, they're, they're training hard, they're training with that edge to stay fit. Um, because when they're required, then they need to go in and perform. And, uh, you know, people like Nathan Collins have been a great example of that. You know, he's kept himself right, he trains right. So when he's been in the side, he's played very well. And we want that from other players. And so I have a massive respect for the, t the players who are not in the side. You know, when you're in the side, in theory, you should have that hunger and desire to be in there for the rising and stay in there. When you're not, you've got to work to be in there. You know, no excuses. You've got to work. You've got to stay right. And I have a massive respect for our players here, the ones who are not playing every week. Nobody in the Premier League has conceded more goals from set pieces than, than Leicester City. It's been talked about quite a lot, analysed a, a little bit. How important are set pieces in the modern game? Is it still as important as they've ever been? Yeah, there was a period when it seemed like it was people lost, lost sight of uh, set pieces. We certainly haven't. Um, you want to try and score goals from anything, you know, from any occasion that you can get in the, the right areas, the right zones of the pitch, you want to score goals. So... We certainly have an attention to detail on our set pieces. Um, we, we keep the, the, the format simple so the players have a job and they know their job, but equally the desire to go and uh, defend one end and score the other. And we've done very well with that. The mentality is clear. You know, I, I'm, I, I know the group, frankly, every time we get a, a corner, every time we get a ball in the box from them situations, we look a threat. Um, and that's an important factor over our scenes in the Premier League and it continues to be but we've got a, we've got players I mean Ben Mee's header against Tottenham what a fantastic ball in but a fantastic header that's a real desire to go and score a goal and that's an important factor um, so we'll certainly be um, making sure the players are on the detail for set pieces and against a side who have found it tough with set pieces um, doesn't guarantee you anything but you, you hope to be effective do the two elements of that correlate to each other if you're good at attacking set pieces and you score goals from set pieces does that make you good at defending them? Because when you put it on in training, you've got to deal with that threat. Not always. I think whichever end of the picture is the desire. It's the desire to score a goal. It's the desire to be active in the box if you're a striker. You know, strikers can nick goals just from knockdowns, from pieces, just by being active. And then you want your main attacking players um, with their, their aerial ability to have that thirst and desire to score a goal. And I think we have that. I really do. In abundance. We've got numerous players here who, when the ball comes into the box, whether it's defending or attacking, we'll, we'll make sure they're, they're trying to attack the ball and make sure they're trying to score a goal, whichever end of the pitch you're at. And, uh, and back to Turf Moor. Last time against Tottenham... It had that feel around the place and that feel of everybody pulling in the same direction and the players lifting the fans and the fans lifting the players. How important is it that you get that again? I think it's been there all season, I must say. I mean, it's been a couple of murmurs, but not much. You know, the, the fans here have been tremendous for a number of years now. I mean, they, the numbers we take away for, you know, and, and the numbers we've got at home as well, percentage of the, the town. Um, I mean, incredible, really, when you, you actually think about it and, and the way they stay behind the team. I mean, I think Chris um, Chris Bowden mentioned it a couple of weeks ago at the Man United game. You know, half time we had a quiet first half. We weren't really where we needed to be. They're very good, of course. Fans are amazing. Absolutely behind the team, walking off. Came back on the beach behind the team again, and we delivered a very, very strong second half. So you want that, and I think our fans have got it. I think they'll give it as well. I think they'll get behind the team, and they realise that the one thing they have always realised they've got a group of people who do care and are giving their lot. You know, and that's an important factor. It always will be in football. You know, for me, if you're a fan and you see that team giving everything they can to win a game and hopefully you add in, obviously, the understanding, the technical ability, of course, but the idea is just the, the minimum requirement is maximum effort. That's what I brought to this club and it's still there and I think the fans respect that and they respond to it and they will back the players as long as they're giving their lot and they are giving their lot.
Can that dynamic with the supporters give you an edge? Because we talk a lot about teams, you know, that are not going well and that, the atmosphere and silence in the crowd and, and all that sort of stuff. If you've got something that you think is unique, can that help you get an odd point here and there that might be the difference? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it allows the players to play. It allows them the chance to play. That's the biggest thing I would say. You know, by sticking by them, it allows them the chance to have that freedom to go and play. And even more so, look, it's not easy. If the team are not performing maybe one game or a half or whatever, it's not easy to stay true to the cause with the players. But this, this fan base have done for a long, long time now. And I think they've, they've turned that mentality around from many, many moons ago when it wasn't like that, but it is now. And they've stayed steadfast to that. And they've always backed the team for the last, goodness knows, well, virtually since we got that first promotion. They've always been there behind the team. Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you. Just <clears throat> have a quick swig of white wine. All right. Mick, PA. Hi, Sean. Um, um, like you're saying, obviously, things have, um, you know, the, the points have been better and, and, and things are moving in the right direction. A few. You've been getting some plaudits from from pundits um, on on how things have been going in the right direction, and some people suggesting that Vukovic might be the signing of uh, the January window. Um, I, I imagine you'd probably be saying, "Let's judge that at the end of the the season in terms of not getting carried away." But what kind of impact has he had, and how important will he be for the for the rest of the season for you? Well, I think he's fitting into a side that we're already having an impact. I think the players had, the mentality was clear again. Somewhat of the, you know, the slight fogginess around performances was clear. Um, and I think all knows he's very truly pointing in the right direction and he's come in and fitted in very well into that scenario. Um, he adds with his professionalism and his, 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 his know-how of the game has been exceptional, actually. His, his, his way of understanding the difference in how he was playing at his previous club and what's needed here. Has been has been superb, and I think he's got a, an unbelievable professional manner about him. So I think that does rub off. Um, and the, the one thing as well, what well, you forget, he can play. But I tell you, he works. He works really hard for the side. So a very good mixture. If you can play and you're a technical player, and you can score a goal, which he showed he can. Um, and then he's working with the team, and that's a healthy mixture. And I think that does rub off on others. And I know you said about talking about going back to basics, but it's probably worth stressing is that that doesn't mean any simplification of style or anything like that, does it? It's not a sort of any lesser in, in approach. It's obviously still a, you know, a very technical, very uh, strategic approach, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, when you say about the basics, we're talking about the mentality, we're talking about the, the raw edge that you need to, to fight for every inch of what you do. And, and you know, and that can that can also be technical. I mean, we you know we talk about technical prowess and killer moments and key moments. Um, you talk about big big decisions, big moments in games. But you know, games can turn very quickly. You know, well the things are in your control. Obviously, the, the you have linesmen, referees, and lines people nowadays. But referees who could make a difference. But generally, games can turn quickly, so every detail counts. And I think that's uh, that's a, a, a way of working uh, when we talk about basics it's staying tuned in it's staying focused at every moment of the game because everything makes a difference and I think when you get that mentality where everything is clear to their, in their minds that, that everything counts then then it's a powerful thing um, and then you add in on top of that of course you know the, the, the absolute base have worked really hard and we have worked really really hard over the last seven games and we're back to that work ethic that counts and the players are delivering that on top of that as you rightly mentioned of course there's ways of playing there's technical ability there's understanding of the team shape 
but the rawness of willing to work really hard, that's a good start point. So when we talk about basics, it's just stripping it back to the simplicity of what we do, but then trusting yourself to have the freedom to play from that simple base. Because we do make the base simpler. The players know it, they know how we work, they know how we operate. On top of that, come and show us what you can do. Come and explore what the team can do. And I think Vout's been a great example of that, Maxwell, um, other than a couple of fitness problems, but also the, the rest of the team, you know, Westy, uh, Cork has come back in with a rich vein, a run of form, and uh, Brownie's doing very well. Aaron Lennon, Aaron Lennon, I mean, terrific. Praise him again on Saturday, rightly so. 400 odd Premier League games and still out there doing it, running hard, defending hard, and also attacking in the right manner. So, you know, we've, we've found a good mixture at the moment. We've got to protect it and we've got to build on it. Thanks very much and good luck for tomorrow. Thank you. Cheers, thank you very much. Joe Bradshaw. Hi, Sean, how are you? Good, thanks. Uh, quick question really, just on um, dragging other teams into it. You could go out the relegation zone tomorrow night, which would be excellent, I presume. Is the incentive there to be just three points behind Leicester and perhaps claw more teams back into the fight? Not bothered about anyone else. Not bothered about okay. clawing anyone back in. I'm not only bothered about us clearly focused on us, what we do, what we're looking to do, how we're going about it. Um, my players, you know, everyone else can worry about themselves. My, my focus is absolutely clear on what we do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Alex James? Hi, Sean. Hiya. Just, just a couple on the, on the sort of injuries. And I know you've spoken about Maxwell and, and trying to get him fit without breaking him. Is he sort of 100% there now? And how, how difficult is it to do to do that, to get his sort of Premier League fitness and, and the balance of, of playing against not playing right? Um, he's, he's getting there. I mean, look, the, the final piece in any jigsaw as regards fitness is, is playing. Um, but you have to be ready to play, not use playing to get ready. So we've always believed in that. Now, the problem we've got at the minute and the challenge is, is mixing that fitness with the game schedule. Um, you know, that, that's just part of what it is. So trying to find the right windows and then trying to find the windows to still rest and be ready for when you're called upon and you're playing. Um, so it's an ongoing process to be honest it's, um, I think Maxwell really he'll benefit eventually from a good pre-season there I think that would be a massive benefit um, in the meantime getting him back to that real sharpness and that real fitness but he, he's, he's feeling well today he looked sharp again today so I think he's coming back again he's had a couple of niggles with his ankle uh, but that's settled down uh, foot sorry foot injury so you know these things are coming back together but it is it's, it's not a um, it's not a perfect situation because it's not like he's unfit you understand he's a fit guy we're on about that real Premier League fitness that real Premier League edge that's what we're talking about yeah I guess it's you could have played him on obviously you could have played him on, on Saturday and you would have played those Premier League minutes but as you say it's that risk and reward scenario of, well, he's, had, he's, had one, he's had one day's training so I, I like Westy had had one day's training um, I know it had been different Covid and he was actually mm. well but had one day's training I don't know if I can resist the temptation then you have to sometimes because the, the longer view is more important than one game you know you put someone in for one game they might be out for another five so you have to it's always a risk and reward we're always a bit delicate with that and a bit careful with it and my rule of thumb usually is to give them more time rather than less time um, but they've, they've got another day training well after the game they did some work on Saturday training today training tomorrow morning etc so all these little spells they just get your body more ready again to go and take on the challenge Yes, just on Johan he put something on, on social media sort of saying how tough a time it's been for him personally and, and mentally over the last the last few weeks in particular how, how difficult is that for a player I mean you, you've been there where you've had a 
injuries and what have you and, and how can you sort of go about helping him not necessarily in terms of recovery but in terms of sort of I guess keeping him keeping his morale his morale high after what's been a really frustrating yeah, time no that's right well we immediately gave him uh, six seven days off to go and see his family say get your head around it it's a, it's a nightmare for you it's happened it's done um, I mean I had enough injuries to, to understand how it feels um, during my career so I, I can completely understand the, the frustration for him uh, we'll try and help him with that what we try and do is keep them around the group. You know, we've always been with injured players. We've always kept them around the group the best we can, of course. If we've had, I mean, not so relevant, forget about COVID, but if we've had club trips or weekends or maybe the odd, you know, uh, uh, break in the season where we've managed to get the players away for a bit of sun, we've always taken the injured players with them. Uh, with us, sorry, they know they're part of the group and we try and maintain that. We try and keep them linked into the group. It's not easy because obviously you have to work separately with the physios, but we do try and keep them in and around it. Um, he's just been dreadfully unlucky. Simple as that, because he's a, he's a fit fella. He's always in good nick. He looks after himself. He's just been really, really unlucky. This last one from me, we spoke to um, James Tarkovsky this morning, and there's been sort of speculation around around him for what feels like the best part of two years. We all know what his contract situation is. Just how impressed have you been with his sort of mentality to so just continue to put that to one side almost to continue to produce the, the sort of levels of performance that he has been? Yeah, terrific. Outstanding professional. Um, I've said for the last couple of years, it, it always a head scratching for me. I was not in, involved with the England side or around it at least. Um, whoops. Um, he keeps going. He keeps going with the right mentality. He made it clear to me, regardless of his contract situation, he said, you'll get everything and he's delivered everything. I think from, from the minute he came in pre-season to where we are now, I think he's been outstanding and he continues to do.